Hey y'all, thanks for tuning in to the Marissa Says Podcast, where we work to normalize learning while fostering healthy and sometimes difficult discussions. This week's episode starts right now. Alright, so welcome back folks. I hope you are all doing well. Thank you so much for clicking play, but I'm not going to waste any more of your time. I'm going to jump into this week's episode's positive affirmation, which is the following. Each day I am so grateful for how loved I am and how much people care about me. That is all folks how much you are loved, how much you are cared for. Let's not forget about that. And as you can see by the title, we have a a guest this week yet again. But I want to just jump ahead a bit, you know, just a bit. And, you know, recap and catch up with T, a.k.a. me. Thank y'all. Or maybe the one person or none of y'all. I don't know. But to those of you who prayed for my garden, I appreciate you. We are seeing some growth, people. My peppers and eggplant, not where I want it to be yet. However, they are starting to produce some actual, you know, fruit. They're actually giving me some peppers and actually giving me some eggplants. My cucumbers started thriving out of nowhere. So maybe I just need a little bit more patience. But I won't ask you to wait any longer. Enjoy this week's conversation. And here it is. Welcome, Christian, to this week's episode. Thank you so much for sharing your time, really, because that's what that's what it is. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Right. So um, I've guessed before we get into our conversation we have planned for today, what do you want to share with folks like who are you how do you want to introduce yourself or do you just want to like say what's up and then we'll just start talking uh i'll give a brief introduction yes so i'm christian soy lupe um i'm from utah if you don't know where utah is if you know the word mormon there you go (laughs) but i did also grow up mormon my my family is interracial my mom is white my dad is samoan and then you kind of have me so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. And you are currently still in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My family lives in like central Utah and where central Utah is, it's very, it's very Mormon. Okay. And I am transgender and mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I fit into that mold very well. So I moved up north. Oh, okay, to nice. It's a lot more queer accepting. So Oh, I've been thriving in the city ever since. So. Nice. Random question. Um, uh-huh. And as a Canadian, it's probably, I don't know if it's annoying for you, but were you a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie? Did you watch Mary-Kate and Ashley movies ever, actually? You know what? I'm really bad. I am a Disney girl. Ask me anything about Disney. I know Disney, Mary-Kate and Ashley. I'm like, uh, No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> no Hannah Montana but Hannah Montana was like really good I kind of want Hannah Montana to come back with like current Miley yeah, Cyrus I feel like a reboot would be amazing getting so. there that's the movie getting there I'm like I know there's a Mary Kane Ashley movie in Salt Lake City and yeah oh. it, mm-hmm, getting there if you ever get your hands on it you can you can watch it but one thing I did realize now that I'm an adult is 
their movies did not really age well. Or I feel like the standards for acting might have been way different um, when we were younger. Because I'm, I'm like some of the, I rewatch some of these movies and I'm like I really thought this was this was a really. Have you rewatched any of the Power Ranger movies? Those are. Even the show, I'm just like, oh my goodness. And I used to be like waiting. It was it would come on Saturday mornings, the show out here. Uh-huh, here. I would wait and I, I was like invested. And now I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is this is not the quality. It's horrible. I my favorite power just watch this Wild Force then like two years ago when I so I served a mission for the LDS church, but when I got off. Um, I tried to revisit Wild Force and I was like, well, let's revisit our childhood. And I was like, wow, I like this. <laughs> right? It's like, goodness gracious. But um, I have a little segment called What's on Repeat this week. So I guess now's a good time to ask. Do you have like a show that you're currently binging, an album or a song you're currently listening to? I don't know if you've watched Insecure, but that's what I recently binged. I watched all four seasons, literally... <laughs> in four days and I'm already like I know it's the first show that I'm ever like I'm gonna watch it again for sure I have to watch it again so is there anything I gotta say that I love that you watched all in like four days (laughs) goals (laughs) I was like it must it's too good and it was not the episodes are like 20 to 45 minutes long depending 28 to like 45 so it's not one so I was like light work we can power through this (laughs) I find like um have you ever seen Pose no. So Pose on Netflix, I don't know how, I don't know how they did this, but just with how the stories line up, like per episode, I get so caught up into the story that I don't realize that I finished the episode. Oh. So I finished the seasons, like, I haven't gotten into the new season, but like the ones that are on Netflix, I finished it and I didn't realize that I had finished it. Like I'm bawling. <laughs> and I goes like, okay, hey, next episode for this other show. And I was like, wait, was that it? And oh no. Like, oh. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I finished Pose and I'm currently watching Legendary. Ooh. And yeah, that's about it. The Mass Singer, I finished The Mass Singer. <laughs> the Mass, I can't do singing shows. I don't know what it is. See, I'm just a big music nerd. So like, I'll hey, be fair. watching it. Like, I just love music. So like, when I'm watching it, like, my roommates make fun of me. They're like, why do you watch like people in Mass Singing? And I'm like, because there's music. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But don't you make music too, right? I obviously creeped you when we first we didn't even tell people how we initially connected that's this is going great TikTok, love love it TikTok (laughs) literally one of my TikTok was collecting some views and then I was corrected on how I spelled women and I was like oh my goodness so now I have to remove this and re-upload it correctly and then you had I guess had seen it but because I removed the TikTok you weren't able to watch it. It says this TikTok is no longer available. And I remember you reached out and then we had a conversation and then we just, we were, we just like kind of stayed connected. And then you gained a following what you're like over a hundred K followers on TikTok right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's so stupid. I don't understand how I ran the opposite way from that app. I was like, I can't, I'm too tired. I cannot do this. And I just like, And I go, and then you're just, like, kicking ass literally on my screen. And I'm like, yes, do it for the both of us. I don't know how it happened. Like, literally, like, I sometimes try to do some of the trends on TikTok, but none of them go viral. But I did this one stupid TikTok. Like, it was just one. I was at my coworker's house. So all of us 
at that dinner were queer. So there was me, my coworker, who's like an older gay man. And then we had a friend who's trans, who's a trans man. And then it was his girlfriend at the time that was also with us and she's pansexual. Mm-hmm. And uh, my older gay friend was like, hey, let's make a TikTok. And I was like, okay. So as we're eating dinner, I was like trying to brainstorm of something that we could do. And I had the stupidest idea. Stupid. Super stupid. No, like, no... There's barely a hashtag. I think all I had was hashtag FYP and that was it. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, why don't we just go like, I'm gay, I'm trans. And if we end up on your For You page, that means you're a hoe. <laughs> like just something stupid. It was yeah. just stupid. And then I hit a million um, views and I was like, yeah. what was what was with this stupid idea versus the other stupid ideas that I had? Like, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't, I'm like, I can't. I tried. I'm trying real hard, but I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Inst- Instagram reels is like, I like it. Cause I just wait for people to upload <laughs> their, their TikToks onto Instagram reels. And then I just use audio from like bigger accounts, but I'm not, I don't know. I'm not in, as invested in TikTok as I thought I would be. And I also don't like how I feel like it's aggressive when you open the app. Like as soon as you open the app, there's a TikTok yelling at you. And you're just like, sometimes the video didn't even load yet and your audio started and it's like, yo, chill for a second. I just want to (laughs) like get situated and then comfortable in my scroll. So I don't know, something about it. I tried it. Maybe I'll get back on it, but. It's a weird world. I feel like there's too much going on. And like my roommate, I have uh, three roommates and one of her for you pages, I don't know what's with it, but she has the randomest shit come on. Like one of it was like, this I don't know if it was a guy or a girl or they them I don't know who but they painted themselves like as like the devil and I was like I'm here to sniff your pussy I was like what <laughs> is that for you page and I was like I, I was like I'm gonna go back to my TikTok my <laughs> right like can you imagine you're just like oh, I'm stressed let me just like laugh and th- that's the first thing you see when you open that, up that your- was the first thing she barely opened it and that was the oh first thing that popped up and I was like Leslie <laughs> We got. She's also like this Mexican girl. She's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I saw you take a sip of your beverage, and secretly, I'm so happy because Coca Cola is my favorite soda. Uh, I'll show you my. Even mix. though it, it's it's, it's and it's mix. Malibu and Diet Coke. Mm. If you've ever come to Utah, if you ever come to Utah, if you have met any white Mormon lady, she's probably drinking Diet Coke. My mom is the white Mormon lady. We kind of left the church, but she taught me to drink Diet Coke. So that's just kind of what I'm addicted to now. I just put my spit on it and do like, let's do some Coke in the Malibu. <laughs> no, why not? Why not? I have Cheetos. Okay. And oh. candidly. Oh my gosh, yum. Is that I'm trying to find my talkies, but I can't find my talkies, so I'm a little pissed, but... <laughs> I have Cheetos, and it's ketchup-flavored, because ketchup-flavored chips is not a thing in the States, right? It's only Canadian. No. Yeah, like, you have you don't have ketchup-flavored Lay's, right? I don't think so. My brother would love to have his hands on them. Like, he loves ketchup. Oh my gosh. After this, send me your, um, I'll send you a box of ketchup chips. <laughs> I'll be like, here, Mike, here you Because we even have ketchup flavored Doritos, which are like pretty, like interesting. Like it's, you know, that um, video of the girl who tries kombucha for the first time and she's like, I don't think I've seen that video. Oh my God, you've never, or maybe like the meme where it's like a girl, she's taking a sip out of a can and at first she's like disgusted and the second shot, it's her like 
Like, not bad, not bad. That's literally how the Doritos are. You just like, at first you're like, I'm not sure if I like this cheesy ketchupy mixture, but then it grows on you. But yeah, <laughs> that said, they are in the shape of maple leaves as well. Cause I think it was for Canada Day, but we-, sh- we... I'm a little pissed cause it's right over there and I can't grab one. <laughs> Ketchup Cheetos. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate it. But I want to try that. I don't know if you tried like the um, hot Cheetos with cream cheese. What? Explain. It was something on TikTok. Like they had like a block of like cream cheese and they just took like hot Cheetos and just dipped it and tasted it. We had a we had some leftover Mary and I got a little zooted and I was like, let's try it. So I tried it. I was like, my goddamn. Is it good? Like the flaming hot It was so good. I haven't tried it since, but in the moment I was like, wow. Nice. Do you folks have the jalapeno Cheetos as well? Or just, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I low key like the jalapeno ones a little bit more than the flaming hot. I have to confess. Although I can call it. Like, whenever brands say, like, it's flaming hot, I feel like it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. It's just, like... And the thing is, I like I my like spice... added flavor to it. I like my spice to be flavored, though. I just feel like they just, like, let's put, like, straight raw powdered buffalo sauce on this and call it flaming hot. And it's, like, no, like, I want the spice to maybe, like, build or, like... You know what I mean? But it's just, like... I don't know. I guess they're chemical compounds, com- compounded idea of what is flaming hot. But that said, um, I don't know if I actually like these very much. I don't know. There's a leftover taste that I'm not sure I'm fond of. I think they would be better if they were on the crunchy Cheetos, not if they were on the... Are I think. I, mm-hmm, I just don't think I like puffy Cheetos. I think maybe that's I- what it is. I'm going to be honest, whenever I go and get Cheetos, when I accidentally buy pus, I'm a little pissed because yes. I don't like them. I want the crunch. The I, pus- I, that, I don't know. It's something about that that I like. <laughs> no, but exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but that said, um, yeah, so we connected on TikTok and... The today's topic of the day, I guess it's just connecting us to women of color. And I invited you on to share your story. Um, we can talk about everything from dating to personal growth and all that. But oh. is there anything you wanted to like share or anything you wanted to talk about or just like, I feel like now with the world opening back up or like whatever, we're in this like post pandemic world or what have you. I don't know. I feel like I'm navigating it differently or I'm trying to navigate just interactions with folks differently as I socialize again, if that's <laughs> the appropriate way to put it. But like, just how have you been? What's going on? Let the people- you know, it's been interesting because like um, right before the pandemic hit, so in America, here in Utah, in the States, um, so I came out to my family as transgender back in 2019 at, in like November, but I came out to the public um, in January of 2020. And then I started um, hormones back in February of 2020. And then right after I started hormones, March of 2020, that's when the lockdown happened. So it's kind of been like a, it's been interesting, like trying to socialize with people while the pandemic's happening because like, um, 
I guess you could say like behind closed doors, I've been able to like quietly transition. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I work at a hospital. So it's like, I, uh, and, and it's nothing fancy. Like I started in the dish room. Now I'm working in the cafe. I breathe. Mm-hmm. So like, it's nothing crazy fancy. I'm like, I'm not saving lives. I'm feeding <laughs> lives. That's it. <laughs> but, um, with that being said, though, like it, it's been interesting. Cause it's like, I kind of had this like quiet journey of like, um, coming into my womanhood while the pandemic's happening. And I feel like most interactions are now online, Mm-hmm. versus like in person because it's like when the lockdown happened I was like stay inside so I would leave to go to work then I would come home and just kind of like I took a break from school because it's like mm-hmm. I um I'm trying to save up money for my surgeries and stuff so it's like I've literally just been going home to work home to work home to work hanging out sometimes since since things have been opening back up a little bit like I've been going out just like a tab and I like mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. But it's just been interesting trying to, like, navigate, like, um, coming into my womanhood as well as dealing with, like, uh, like, since the pandemic, like, you see, like, a huge blow-up of a topic of, like, um, us talking about our historical pain with either homophobia, transphobia, racism, like, all that's kind of been blowing up during the pandemic. So it's kind of been interesting trying to, like go back into the real world after hearing all these stories, sharing my own story and trying to interact with people. Cause I feel like, um, either people are too scared to interact with me or they don't know what to say. And sometimes it's vice versa. Like, I don't know how people are going to react to me and they don't know how I'm going to react to them. Like people you, you know already or, well, or just people like people I know are just... strangers. Cause like, um, people that I know of, um, since coming out, cause Again, like, I moved away from my hometown. Like, I go to visit sometimes, and I only go to visit my family. That's it. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. go to see anybody. Unless if I'm visiting my best friend. She's, like, two cities away from, like, where my family lives at. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll go to visit her. But, like, um, most people from my hometown, they only know my story from Facebook and Instagram. Some people follow me on TikTok. So they see my story, kind of. So when they see me in person, they're not quite sure how to react like it almost feels like they're walking on eggshells because like they'll see the news and see how people are reacting to certain events that happen and they're not sure how I'll react to them either um trying to correct themselves with misgendering me or trying to interact with me in a new way because I don't know I feel like a lot of people like especially with just being um queer and just especially with being transgender they're not sure how to interact because like again like during the pandemic like you see all these stories popping up and they mm-hmm. think that like I'm kind of like a new person when it's like I'm just the same as you knew me but just 2.0 yeah level up <laughs> yeah and I kind of did we leveled up <laughs> yeah no let me see you like failing maybe I don't know <laughs> no but I I can see how it would be I guess like just difficult or just extra work to navigate those situations and is there anything that like you would want to call people out on is there anything you would want to say to people out there right now free space you can say whatever you want when it comes to just um I guess interacting or approaching or just like for me my thing is like if you feel about Anytime you feel uncomfortable about something, go read about why you feel uncomfortable. Like, that's what I typically do. Like, if ever I feel uncomfortable or weary, I remember, I, like, take note of that feeling. And then I unpack why I must have felt that way. 
And then I try to like read or do whatever independent learning I can so that I'm just more prepared and always open to learn. But like, that's my approach. Um, is there anything that you would like? <laughs> what to no, say? I, I was like, that got real so. deep. <laughs> but sorry. Um, I think um, when it comes to like any sort of a topic, especially when it comes to interacting with people, um, I feel like everyone kind of comes from like their own experience, but also like what I like to say is like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, if you're coming in, cause like there's so many different walks of life. And I think since the pandemic hit, people are starting to learn a little bit more about like different walks of life when it comes to like humanity. Yeah. But, um, I think too, something that people need to, uh, understand too, is that, um, when it comes to certain situations, like, especially like in my situation, cause there've been many times where like, um, with me sharing my story with someone that's not, um, very familiar with um, people outside of their own race or their own experience, or even someone who is queer and they're not queer themselves. Yeah. And like something is like new to them, even though like that new topic isn't a new topic, it's just more open. Mm-hmm. Um, people tend to uh, victimize themselves, like, oh, I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings, but now I'm hurt that I hurt. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, for example, like when people drop the N word, they're like, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that that hurt you, but now I feel bad. It's like, this isn't about you this is about how that affected me like it's not like for example like with me being transgender a lot of people like they've noticed my physical changes and they've seen like uh, a change in my attitude and my cadence but um with how I present myself and how I go about life they there's some people that don't catch on to that and although that they've heard the word trans and they don't know what that means when they get pulled aside and they're corrected in like a nice constructive way they feel victimized and then they come to me and go like, I thought I was respecting you. I feel a little hurt that you went behind my back to go have that corrected. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how is this about you now? Like I, I go home every day in this body that I didn't ask for with you misgendering me. That's fucking with my own mind, mm-hmm. but now you're hurt, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, mm-hmm. always so a way I, to like center themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Which Always. is weird. Like, if we're here to learn, we should be here to learn and, like, to be better, mm-hmm. you know? Literally. And that's the thing. It's it's never... You're not learning to take anything away from yourself. You're just learning mm-hmm. to then be better. And when people communicate either how they, how they identify, how they... Like, when com- people just communicate part of their identity with you that's them literally like extending an olive branch for you to be respectful for you to do whatever work behind the scenes that you might have to do to make sure. Cause like, it's not on, I I don't want to say on the oppressed to, to like educate the people, but it's not on folks who are getting things like misgendered or uh, uh, discriminated against. It's not on those folks to get, your mind right that's your work to do you have to go home and 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 learn and read and listen to the like for me it's if I want to learn about a different community I'm going to listen to scholars from that community I'm not going to listen to scholars from like my perspective or scholars that like might make me feel 
comfortable in my learning necessarily. I'm going to listen to scholars from whatever community I'm trying to like learn about scholars and grassroots organizations because they're obviously the experts in their experiences. And if they're sharing their knowledge, then the least I can do is consume it and read it and hopefully share it with other folks as well. So that's why for me, when it comes to like learning and stuff, I completely agree with you. It's like, yo, if, if, if someone pulls you aside to correct you in a nice constructive way, you should really only say thank you because they did not have to do that. <laughs> they did not. That 10 times louder for the people in the back. I say it. <laughs> like, right. Cause they did not have to give you a free mini lecture. Like that's emotional, physical, mental labor in that moment. So all you should say is thank you. And I have been corrected and me, I'm like, like a curious person and I just want to always know why and I want to know why and why and why then unpack why things are the way they are and there's times where people might correct me on whatever it is and I want to ask them a follow-up question because I want them to like give me more detail on the topic but I stop myself because I'm like yo they already they put this in my awareness that is already more than they needed to do they don't owe me anything because there's times like let's say I get corrected on how I don't know, let's just say how I refer to something. And someone's like, hey, actually, this is a better term to use. I will probably want to be like, oh, but why? Like, where should I go to read that? And then I stop myself because it's not on that person. They already just put it in my awareness. Now it's on me to actually do the work. Yeah. You know, but that said, relationships are work. Have you been dating? during the pandemic do you see that funny, transition funny question that tokyo drift left turn right there in the conversation <laughs> no um it's okay with the pandemic i feel like dating and like just making new friends in general has been very weird because like um mm-hmm. especially when it comes to being transgender and like for folks that don't know what trans is, it's just someone who is born male or female, doesn't identify with that, doesn't feel comfortable with that slate transition. So with me being born male, transitioning to female because my brain is female, my body said, nope. Mm-hmm. So fixing that. Um, with dating <laughs> during the pandemic, it's been very interesting because like I've seen, I've seen transphobia online. And I've seen many hashtags say her name, say his name, say their name. And like with me being in Salt Lake City, not really by myself, like I have three other roommates, but like my family is away, you know, it's been kind of scary with dating because it's like I, I've seen what happens to other trans folks when they um, open up about their trans identities to other people. Because like, I feel like now with dating, um, sex is a bigger thing because mm-hmm. like you kind of go to dinner then you go home and then it's like you get to the dirty you know mm-hmm. or the goody good whatever you want to call it <laughs> but hopefully but it's always good. Be that's that point right mm-hmm. so it's like with me knowing my body and I don't know how other people it's like especially in Utah like it's very um Christian based mm. so it's like um people are very off the bible most people I wouldn't say all people but most people so when it comes to that, I never know who is going to react to me in a bad way. And I'm still breathing. I'm still alive. I run the Zoom call, so mm-hmm. I'm here to show the experience. Yes. So nothing bad has happened yet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully nothing ever bad happens. Yeah, I, but just, I dating, that would for you. 
Uh, <laughs> I said I knocked on wood. <laughs> but like um, most of my interactions with men, so with my sexuality, I am unfortunately attracted to men. I've dipped my foot in the lady's pond and I didn't like it. <laughs> it's Welcome just how God made me. That's just how I was made. Mm-hmm. So it's been interesting trying to date because it's like, uh, I've never gone out with someone. Well, okay. One person. I've only gone out with one person who met me in person, found out that I was trans, was okay with it, and still took me out anyways. And it was okay. He's a little interesting. So I kind of, I didn't ghost him. I just distanced myself from him. I wrote a song about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but you'll hear it someday. I'm thinking most of my songs, because I have a couple of collaborations that I'm waiting on, I'm going to release it next year. Mm. I kind of just kind of, I don't know, music is just kind of how I process things. But the latest guy that happened, most of my interactions with Ben have been online. It started first with like Tinder and Bumble, then that didn't work out. And if my mom sees this, I'm sorry, but Grinder. <laughs> but um, see, what happened though was it's like with meeting people, I have a harder time in person outing myself because I don't want to be physically harmed. So I've learned my lesson seeing my trans peers not being here anymore because of dating, because of their relationships with other people. I learned to keep my relationships online, out myself online, and they can either block me or we can meet in person or stay friends, whatever happens. But I first started my dating experience with Tinder and Bumble, and it was not working out. I put in my bio, first sentence was, I am transgender. But most guys don't like to read bios. They see a pretty girl, they swipe right. That's Mm -hmm. it. So it's been my experience that um, since transitioning, um, in the trans community, you have this word called cis-passability, which means like you don't typically look transgender. You look like you were born naturally female. Okay. So I have that cis-passability is what we call it. Okay. So, and I acknowledge that. Um, so a lot of guys had no idea. So when it came to the DMs, I was like, hey, did you read my bio? And some of them will be like, oh, sorry, I'm not into that. Or some would be like, oh, fuck no. Those ones got blocked or they deleted me anyways. But I met a couple of them. And what's interesting though is that the same men that were okay with me on Tinder there's like a very small group of people that I had met on Tinder and Bumble out of the many matches that I had had this very small group that was okay with trans women. Um, I ended up deleting the app because it was like, I just wasn't having any luck. Mm-hmm. So I deleted it. So then I downloaded Grindr cause I knew that I would, cause I Grindr's like a queer hookup app. A lot of people think that it's just for like gay men to like get the good on, but like on Grindr, mm-hmm. it's like, you have gay men, you have trans women, you have people that are bi, you have people that are curious. You also have married men who are on the DL. <laughs> so it's like, you also have Mormon men on the DL. I have met a couple of them, unfortunately. But Oh, oh. sis said unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, it lasted five minutes. Anyways, ah! bumped into him in public while he was on a date. I could have ended the date right there, but no, I, I just walked out. I was like, you know what, girl? You think that man is temple worthy? Little do you know that he hits up with queers. 
He's not temple worthy, sis. Anyway, he's living. Oh my goodness. I want. So that very small group of people from like Tinder and Bumble, because I had deleted those apps, but because I don't know, you know how like when people meet people online, they have like this fantasy of like what a relationship could be with them. I yeah. think I infested their minds because they went from Tinder to Bumble to downloading Grinder to finding me there and reaching out, going like, "Why did you delete me off of Tinder?" Oh my goodness. And I was like, whoa, first of all, I wasn't having luck. Sorry that you feel victimized to that, but I wasn't having luck. So I downloaded Grindr instead. I'm having better luck. I recently did like deleted Grindr. So I was like, I had too many chases coming after me. My DMs are blowing up at 2 a.m. I can't. But I had one guy who was like, hey, I don't know if you remember me from Tinder. And I was like, I'm going to be very honest. I had so much bad luck on Tinder. I don't remember you. <laughs> and he didn't even read. Like, I asked him, like, did we chat at all? And he's like, I'm not going to say. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I, I I don't remember. I really don't remember. Because I had so much bad luck that I didn't remember, like, the two or three that were good. Yet. But anyways, um, he ended up coming over and he said that he didn't want anything serious. So I didn't take it as serious. And we hooked up at least like once or twice a week. It was usually on a Sunday. And um, it went on for about two months. And right before he dropped me, um, about three weeks before he dropped me, I had hooked up with someone else because he told me that he wasn't taking it seriously. So I was like, so it's okay if I hook up with other people. And he said, yes. Mm -hmm. So I did. (laughs) And in person, we even joked about it. And he was like, how was that hookup? And I was like, It was Uh horrible. So he was like, well, the next guy that does you wrong, call me up and I'll come over. And I was like, okay, I'm glad we're still on the same page. But Uh then two weeks later, he texted me and goes like, hey, have you hooked up with anyone else since we've been seeing each other? And I was like, seeing? Brother, we've been hooking up. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, sorry, what? I thought you said we're not serious. (laughs) So anyways, um, he ended up getting hurt came to oh, me in person no. late at night after he got off of work. And it was on the day of my mom's birthday, mind you. So like, I was just at my mom's house celebrating her birthday. I quickly went back to Salt Lake City so that we could talk. And he comes and he goes like, that really bothers me that you hooked up with someone else. But what's interesting is that the same person that we're talking about in text, we had joked about in person. So I was like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. So anyways, he opened up about his feelings and stuff, but none of it really made sense like he's like where were you coming from when you had the other hookup and I was like you told me you weren't serious so I hooked up with someone else and he's like I know I said that but and I'm like uh. <laughs> no but so it was, after he said that anything that he said after that I did not take serious like I was just sitting there like I want to go bed right <laughs> you know? it's like I have to do my whole nighttime skincare routine and you are my, eating I, away I, I have a Netflix show to watch, so I like to fall asleep too. Thank you. Literally. <laughs> but, oh so anyways, um, it ended up uh, being, so I don't know if he was just like a fuck boy who was trying to get out of the situation, which is interesting because I never invited him over. Mm. He always invited himself over. So anyways, it was actually a conversation that I was like, you know what? I'm going to scare him off. So I was like, he's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, I'm going to be very honest. I'm not looking for a relationship right now because I'm too scared to be in one. I have my transition going on right now. And I don't think it's fair for a guy to just step in and just support me right off the bat. Like, I don't think that's fair. And I told him, I was like, 
I eventually want to have a family and I was born male, so I cannot have babies. I acknowledge that. So I have to adopt. And if mm-hmm. you don't want that, then I don't see a point in this going any further. I just had a point blank period. Yeah. And my roommates are hearing all of this, mind you. They, mm-hmm. If he ever sees this, and I doubt he will, but if he does, <laughs> here's the tea. My roommates heard everything. They put their phones right next to my door and they have their AirPods. So they hear everything. So after I dropped him out, so I told him that I basically just wasn't interested because I was like, look, if you can't fight for this and if this isn't what you want, I don't want it. So at the very end, he basically said that he just wanted to stay friends of course. And every time a guy says that. Bye. Every time guys have that. Well, it's like, they're like I just want to stay friends. But then they still like sext you or they still mm-hmm. want to hook up. And I'm like, that's not what friends are for. I don't fuck my friends. Right. Like you but demoted now, sweetie. <laughs> but anyways, he was like, is there anything else that you like to say? And I was like, I was like, how do I get this bitch out? So I was like, thanks for fucking me. And I gave him a handshake. <laughs> And then I dropped him off downstairs. He drove off. And then I got back upstairs. And my roommates were like, I've never heard a girl go off on a man like that ever. And I was like, you, you didn't get that to tell. Thanks for fucking me. And you gave him a handshake. Mm-hmm. Not even And then like- I wrote a song about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, a song. It's so dumb. See, once I drop this song, I think a lot of people will be shaking their asses to it. It's called <laughs> Clap Back. Because uh, not to get too inappropriate, but there was a hookup where he was slapping my ass. Okay. My roommates heard because our, our walls are very thin. And they started joking and they were like, let's see if he claps back if we clap. So they were clapping. So he would slap me into the sound of the clap. And it was kind of like a joke this for like a good five minutes. Amazing. So I wrote a song called Clap Back. Like, I'll give you a call back if you ain't going to clap back. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah. So it, it's such a dumb song. It's off of a really dumb hookup. Like, mm-hmm. my, my roommates were clapping, seeing that he would slap back. And he did. So that... there you go. So forever while I stay in memory in his head, I'm the first trans girl that he fucked. I will haunt his memory forever. I need the song to go viral. That'll be the best revenge. Perfect. Perfect. Send it to me when when it does, and we will be. It will be everywhere. I'll make a reel It'll to be it. Everywhere. So long story short, that was the last dude. I am still single, and after that experience, so that was back in um, April that he dropped me. So my mom's birthday is on April sixth. That was the last time that I saw him. Since then, I've just been like, you know what? We're going to focus on our transition. We're going to. F- so I have some surgeries coming up for. They're scheduled for next year. Okay. So. I'm planning to finish my transition and then go back into dating. So for now, I'm just kind of fucking around. Mm-hmm. So single, playing around. If a man comes into my life and wants to be supportive, cool. If not, right. Cheers. Right? Oh my gosh. That's so so moral of the story is that men men are just a peculiar conundrum of a thing that exists. That's how I will describe it. I don't that. understand Because it. I was like, listening I so to you many. and I was like, welcome to liking men. Like, hey. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I don't <laughs> like it. It's just how I was wired and it's not fair. <laughs> story. No, but I'm like, story of my life. Like, every, like, just like, no matter, no matter the perspective 
on men. It's just all of us are like, what? What do we do with this one? How do we? Even gay men say the exact same thing. I had a roommate before who was gay, and he was like, "You know what? I understand that men are stupid." And I was like, "I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you said that." He even admitted to himself. He was like, "You know what? I'm a gay man, and I'll tell you right now, you as a trans woman, I know I'm stupid." I was like, "Thank you for admitting it." I just need one gay man to say that. That's that's all I needed. (laughs) No, but some of my gay men friends, when they are, we have literally the same conversations about like our dating experiences or just like guys who give us the runaround or just like say one thing, we're not serious. And then are low-key emotional behind closed doors because we're talking to other people. And it's like, but, but you said, the words that you communicated to me said, we are not serious. And I believed you. So now I'm confused because I believed you and you're telling me I should have got from what you said that no, indeed, you do actually have feelings for me, but you're like too afraid or too shy. That with me. Like, Communicate that with me, please. Exactly. So I know how to act accordingly. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, when, when he and I started hooking up, I told my roommates, I was like, okay, hey, I know we're just hooking up. And I was like, if it ever, ever, ever comes to the point that we want to be serious, I'm open to that idea, but I'm not going to act like that until he tells me. Because mm-hmm. he told me he's just experienced. Because what he had told me at the time was that um, he was just experimenting with his feelings because he was like um, behind closed doors. And this is, I don't know whether you should say this is disturbing or this is just him educating himself and exploring his sexuality. But um, he had told me that he had done a lot of research on trans women and that he was curious. And he was like, you know what? I think I'm not just attracted to like cis women. I think I'm just attracted to women in general. So he wanted Mm. to try it. He even has, uh, I don't know, this is too inappropriate to say, but he, uh, he had memorized the names of his favorite trans porn stars. And I could tell, see, and he had never gone down on a trans woman, like uh, a dick. He was an expert at, but I was the first one that he had tried. And I was like, are you sure this is your first time? Cause I, prior to transitioning, um, I wanted to believe so bad that I was just a gay man. I wanted to believe that so hard. Cause I was like, if I am mm-hmm. uh, like, if I accept how I'm feeling on the inside, people are going to judge me even more. I was correct, but I'm a little bit more happy now. Yeah, <laughs> well, at least they're more happy. <laughs> yeah, so prior to transitioning, I did hook up with gay men. Okay. I've had the worst blowjobs from gay men. I'll just say that. I've been with bi men. Same story. And then this random straight guy who is new to trans and who just wants to try it gave me the best sloppy toppy ever. Oh my God. I love that for you. <laughs> I know. And I asked him, I was like, how, I was like, I have had gay men go down on me and that has never felt like that ever. Like I, I've had really bad hookups in the past. Like I, my body count isn't that high. Like it's at 11, mm. but out of the 11, one had me making sounds. And I was like, I've never had this happen to me ever before. So I asked him, I was like, are you sure this is your first time? He was like, this is my first time. And I was like, so I asked him to speak, and I was like, how, how? And he's like, well, I just think about, like, how I do girls. And he's like, literally, like, the dick is, like, a clitoris. I just mm-hmm. think about how I do it like that and how I like to get a full job, and that's what I did. And I was like, wow, you're one of very few that actually thought about it. I'm very like happy. a thinker. <laughs> I love a it. A thinker. <laughs> a thinker is he. 
So, yeah. Damn. And then, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's the story. I know. I was like, I feel now I'm just t- thinking about head. <laughs> I'm just thinking, because again, you said like how you've had some very bad experiences. I too. And I'm like, again, no matter their perspective, men, I just feel like you need to level up. There's stuff because there's some of that, like, have you ever just like been there and you're just like, thinking about what you're going to do after this is over you're just like okay so i gotta do some laundry and why don't i put the laundry in i'm gonna like change the sheets and like and like they're they're thinking they're doing and work doing work and then i'm like does he even know this is like my inner thigh like the my favorite thing is when they start trying to like rub up on you outside of your like pants and they think they're doing something and i'm like this is my outside vagina lip and my thigh there's nothing in between here you just actually need to come this way and then you're gonna get to the you know the clit and all that stuff but they really think and you're just there like oh did I did I forget to meal prep or like did I do groceries yesterday and they're they're like you like that yeah they yeah. think they doing something but it's like I don't know I think honestly like especially with us being more sexually liberated in this kind of a mm-hmm. time era I think time error that did not make sense. I'm a little tipsy, but anyways, <laughs> I was like, um, I see your drink going down. <laughs> but, whoa. But, um, I think when it comes to like sexual relationships, cause I think before we were too afraid to say anything, I think communicating, like, I don't care how big an ego is on a man. If he's not doing it right, I think it's okay to call him out. Cause I like, yeah. as a trans woman, like I go like, you know what? This is not how you do it. This is not how you do it. Like I saw a meme and it was like, um, my girl licked around my dick. Now I know what it feels like when I'm not hitting the clit right. And I was Excellent. like, you know what? That's so true. Cause it's like after I after I saw that meme, I was like, you know what? I, again, I've had one guy do it right out of the, the gay, bi, and straight that I've been with. <laughs> he actually thought about it. There's a science behind it. If you know your anatomy, you know how to do it right. If you got a big ego and you think that your body count is high, how many girls have actually climaxed, you know? Right. right. I know your worth. Like, if you haven't climaxed before, like, I tell guys all the time, I'm like, you know what? You're not coming over if you can't make me climax. If you don't know how to make a trans girl climax, I don't want you over. And they're like, well, can I try? And I'm like, no. No. Because all of them are- <laughs> Like, if you actually want to try and want me to teach you, okay. But if you think that you can do it, like, a lot of guys will say, like, oh, let me fuck you. And I'm like, listen, I have many a man in me. <laughs> and I never get to that point. They fuck me, then they leave. And what am I left with? No climax. So my room one of my roommates who was straight because the other two are lesbians. They're getting um, married next year. Oh, yeah. um, the straight one. I don't think that's them. <laughs> right. But the other one who is straight, she was like, girl, I never climax. I'm like, no, your word. <laughs> don't let him over. It's not going to make you climax. Mm-hmm. And also like, if the person you are currently like sleeping with or fooling around with, whatever it is, if they react to you giving them like guidance or just like telling them what you like at, in a negative way, send them packing it should be they they should want to please you same way you should want to please them consensually of course so yeah you want to make sure that if you just tell them something notice pay attention to the reaction there should and like in my experience good sex or good sexual encounters are ones that you can like 
also laugh at when there's like the awkward moment when you're like, wait, cramp, or like, hold on, let me like rearrange. Or like, yo, you're like, I'm sliding off the bed. Are you on a dick? What? You shat on a dick? Can you tell us this story? (gasps) Yes. And it's it's the same guy that I wrote that song about. Oh my God, please tell me. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So long story (laughs) short. Uh, it's the same guy that I was seeing. Well, I guess now I can say seeing, but in my head fucking for too mm-hmm. much. Um, I think it had been, a, I think a month had passed and I knew him. He only came over to see uh, how he could pleasure a trans woman. So I had never pleasured him. Like I, we did a couple six times, but he, he was more of like a, if you want to give it a label, like a dominant top who likes to please. That's what it gets turned on. So in the world of queerness, whether it's a gay man or a trans woman or a they then that usually takes it up the rear, you want to douche, which is where you clean out your insides so that you don't shit on a dick. We had never I had never bottomed with him because he was always trying to learn how to please me in that way. Mm-hmm. So he came over, I had not douched. So I was not clean. He tried. And mind you, I was very intoxicated at the time. So I wasn't really thinking. And um, he started doing some stuff. And it wasn't until he flipped over that I saw this little tiny brown spot on the bed. And I was like, is that me? And he's like, yeah. And then I looked at his finger. And I was like, ah. And then I looked down at him. And I was like, ah. And I was like, I am so sorry. So in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him clean up and go and I'm going to clean up and I'm, I'm just going to escort him downstairs. So he goes into the bathroom, cleans himself up. I go into the bathroom, clean myself up and I expect to see him putting on his shoes, but there he is back in my bed wrapped in my sheets. And I was like, <laughs> so I'm, in, and I was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He's like, no, it's okay. And then we continued for another three hours. <laughs> That first of all, three hours. And then he came back. And I was like, Oh my god. The fact you came back. Oh my God. But you see, like that's a normal that's, that, thing that, 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 that can that's happen. It's normal. Sometimes it gets messy. Sometimes it gets gross. I'm right? sorry. That's your life. And these are like human bodies that like like again. If I'm sorry, that's that's my poop hole. You're going literally I'm like, you're literally going in where shit comes out so if you're mad that like that could potentially pop up in whatever type of way then maybe you should not even be in that general area i don't know what to tell you or communicate with me beforehand so that i can clean myself because like again like we had gone a whole month without him actually like talking me so Mm -hmm. i was like well i don't really feel the need to clean so i did it but then after that happened i was like Mm. okay so after that every time he came over i made sure that i was clean just in case but it was after that moment that he never did taught me so i was like i'm sorry <laughs> sorry like, sorry i traumatized you <laughs> <laughs> right but handled that really uh really well i guess but is there anything else that you wanted to share with because i know we talked about like quarantine or like just I don't know is there a message that you want to put out or like what do you aspire who is Christian five years from now what do you see Christian doing I really hope so I 
I know that by next year I should be finished with all my surgical transitioning. Cause like with being trans, you have like your social transition, your medical transition, then your surgical transition. Okay. Socially I have transitions. Like if you see me on social media, like you see like trans women or however I put it on social media. So like people see that. And when it comes to strangers, like I have that cis possibility again. So it's like, I only out myself when I feel safe. Mm-hmm. So socially transitioning, I kind of feel like I've done that. Medically transitioning, that's with hormones. That's something I'll continue on with my life. Surgically transitioning, hopefully I'm done with that by next year. And I hope that within five years that I'll either be in school finishing my um, my degree. I'm going into social work. Ooh. I want to be a therapist. Whew. So hopefully either I'm finishing Powerful. that or I am finished with it. And I don't know, I just kind of want to, I've noticed that with my um, transition, just with me sharing my story and my experience, because it's like a lot of people when they meet me, it's kind of interesting because it's like, not only am I biracial in my career, but I also grew up Mormon. So like, there's like a lot to unpack with that. Mm-hmm. And like, I ha- I've had a lot of experiences. Like I'm only 24, I turned 25 in December and I basically have lived a double life where it's like, I grew up, uh, I grew up presenting as a man and then I grew up very religious and then I went halfway across the world on my mission to the Philippines, which is like a whole other story too. But I'm hoping that my story in the next like five years or so that um, with me opening up about my story and just being more vulnerable with my story that hopefully um uh, I can help change people's minds about what um, trans people are, what that experience is like. Because, like, there are good sides to it. There are bad sides to it. And I don't know. I Because, like, especially with growing up biracial, like, I've seen culture from mm-hmm. different perspectives. And I've seen how one race reacts to another, one you know mm-hmm. so it's like I've grown up in two different cultures. And, like, I've also grown up queer. I've grown up Christian. So I'm hoping that within the next few years that like I'll be able to have relationships where they're more um, honest and real and that I can help other people expand their minds from what they know to what humanity actually is. A word. And before (laughs) we uh, wrap up, we have two things left. One, do you have a piece of homework or an action item that you want to leave with the listeners or like, anything you would want them to, I don't know, think about a message or are you like, I'm, I'm tipsy and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> tipsy and I'm good, but also I think the only thing that I would have listeners um, take with them is to remember no matter what your experience is and no matter how much life you've experienced, whatever you think, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Like, Love it. especially when people meet me, like, they're like, oh, well, like this girl, like she's seeing culture a different way. She's seeing the Christian world. She's from Utah. She's trans. Like, she, I think a lot of people think that, like, I know a lot of stuff, which I do, but also I still don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just always have an open mind. Remember mm-hmm. that. Love it. Thank you so much. And do you want to leave the listeners with where they can follow you or like sh- see your, um, your work or anything or if you want to stay incognito i can also do that because 
<laughs> I'll send you my, cause my last name is really hard to spell for some people. Okay. It, it is a subtle and last name, but I'll send you my, um, what my handle, whatever okay. people call my username for most everything. If you type in chicken soy lupe and I will send you that so you can put that in the thing. Uh-huh. You'll find me on Instagram. You'll find me on TikTok. You might even find my Snapchat if you want to. Okay. Whatever, but. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining on this episode. I'm going to stop the recording now, but I won't end the call. So don't worry. All right. I hope you folks enjoyed tuning in to that conversation. And as you all know, y'all know I like to get petty and you know I like to petty wop on any block. And that's what's next. This week, my little petty wop moment is for like companies, people, whatever, who are using plastic packaging for their cardboard or paper products. I find it wild when you go to use, uh, excuse me, you go to buy, let's say, reusable straws. And it's like, bamboo straws, good for the environment, but it comes in a plastic package that you're going to throw out in the garbage. Makes no sense. Fix it. Stop making reusable products that come in single-use plastic packaging. Thank you so much. And with that applause y'all were hearing comes the end of my show. And I also wanted to let you folks know there is one more episode left in this season. So in two weeks, we will have our season finale of season two. And yeah, I'll see you folks then. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait until we get to chat next time. Until then, Alia, don't forget to love off yourself now. Okay, bye.